Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 32 years. What a wonderful day in the operating room and this whole week I had. Can't wait to tell you all about it. So many knee surgeries, but I did a little teaching yesterday. And it's going to be apropos to today's topic. Because when you have a young surgeon watching me, not letting him do anything, just watching me, learn by looking, so much of what I do after 16,000 surgery, those tools that I use, they're called forceps. They're kind of like chopsticks with a spring. And they have a tooth on the end of it, which allows me to pick up a tendon and a muscle while I've made an incision through the skin to work on your knee or your shoulder or your hip. They're called rat tooth forceps. And I realize they're like my fingers. I actually prefer those forceps to my fingers. They're skinny. They get into tight little spots. The incisions are small. And the young surgeon looks at it and is awkward with just even holding them. But do it 16,000 times, and it becomes an extension of your own hand. That's what we're going to talk about today, because at 8.15, I'm so excited, calling in from Kona, Hawaii, is our guest. His name is Jack Gillen. And he was referred to me by a patient of mine named Mark Stewart who I took care of for a shoulder problem. And Mark Stewart said, you know, Dr. Clapper, I rehabbed my shoulder after surgery, and it's perfect now. But I did a rehab that maybe you've never heard of before. The rehab involved using Indian swinging clubs. They look like bowling pins or those pins that a juggler would use to throw in the air. You hold them. And there's a rhythmic dance you do, like a hula dancer. And it rehabilitates the movement and rhythm in your arms. And I have no pain and full motion in my shoulder. I learned it from my friend, Jack Gillen, who lives in Hawaii. He would be great on your show. One thing led to another. He's, Jack sent me two of the clubs. I watched the video. And as I'm watching it, I realize the therapeutic beauty of this new form of rehab comes from a spiritual place as well. You, in essence, make these clubs an extension of your own hand. And you know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, the world of surgery, and the world of food. 
Where do you see where you can become at one with your craft? That it's an extension of you, what you do. In sports, you're going to hear one of the greatest sound bites, but you're also going to hear the dribbling of the basketball where it sounds musical almost. There's a rhythm. Red Auerbach, amazed by the talent of Pete Maravich, who died at 40 years old. But for three years at LSU and for 10 years in the NBA, Pete Maravich did something that nobody else. He inspired Magic Johnson. Those no-look passes, Magic Johnson fully gives credit to Pete Maravich. He's the stem cell. But wait till you hear Red Auerbach say, Pete, you're dribbling the ball like it's an extension of your hand. What about in art? Where do we see becoming at one with your craft as an extension of yourself? This is what I love about this show. I'm the biggest fan of the show because I learned so much myself. I did not know that Ella Fitzgerald, who could make her voice sound like a horn, no words, it's called scat singing. She learned it from Louis Armstrong. But to learn about the life of Ella Fitzgerald, her dad died when she was one years old and her mother died when she was 15, leaving her orphaned and homeless. She grew up on the street in Harlem, dancing on the corner to make a few coins. Ella Fitzgerald went to an Apollo Theater amateur night because people said, hey, you're a great dancer on the street corner. You should try out. Maybe you can win the competition. She goes on the stage. She's so frightened because the act right before her were dancers. She froze up. They said, okay, girl, what are you going to do? You're a dancer? Go ahead. But she froze. And instead, there was the microphone. She never thought of herself as a singer. She said, I ain't dancing. Those people are too good. She started to sing. Except what came out of her mouth was Ella Fitzgerald. And she won. Wait till you hear her story. It will blow your mind. Her voice became an extension of the band by being like an instrument. What about in food? Oh, my God. When I take my hand, when you take, take your hand right now. Go palms up. Look at your palm of your hand. You talk about an extension of your hand. I put on Twitter a picture of me with my palm up. As an extension of my hand is the greatest thing you can put in your mouth that comes from Italy. And it's called a calzone. It's a pizza turnover, like an apple turnover, but it's pizza. My mouth is watering already. I can't even speak. Where in L.A. do you get the greatest calzone that I've ever had? And this place is so smart. They give you this marinara type sauce as a dipping sauce to dip the calzone in this is a life-changing experience and the best in LA I'm going to tell you where because last night I ate three of them probably should only eat half of one but I ate all three of them Mm. best calzone in LA an extension of your hand and clapper vision 
I'm going to that game tomorrow night to see the Rams play the Titans. But they, but they don't have Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry broke his foot. Jones fracture. How do we treat a Jones fracture? Clapper Vision's going to be a McDonald's plastic straw and a toothpick. And I'll explain. That'll be our Clapper Vision for Derrick Henry's injury and how we treat a Jones fracture, the fifth metatarsal of your foot, that bone that's between your pinky toe and your heel. You're going to learn how it's treated and how that guy, depending on how they do this season, may come back because of our advance in how to treat the Jones fracture, the metatarsal fracture. But let's get into today's show. I want you to listen to the beautiful voice of Ella Fitzgerald, where she uses words to sing. Nope, that's without words. Sorry, here's the one with words. I've got you under my skin. This is an angel from above. I've got this is a voice, perfect pitch, perfect tone. But guess what happens with this voice? You stand out. You win a amateur contest, but in the 1940s, jazz came along, and Ella Fitzgerald realized she had to change and sing like this to sound like an instrument. That's called scat. Ella Fitzgerald became a horn in the band with Dizzy Gillespie and changed jazz forever. We'll get into how she changed the world of music, but in the world of sports, listen to the rhythmic sound. It sounds like a band, only it's the dribbling of that hollow basketball by none other than Pete Maravich, and the greatest coach, Red Auerbach, is just in awe of this young man and says, Pete, how do you know how to do this? How'd you learn how to do this? Just listen to the beat of Pete Maravich dribbling a basketball. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're looking at Pistol Pete Maravich, in my opinion, the greatest playmaker playing today. A great passer, great shooter, but a lot of people don't know this. He is wonderful in all these dexterity drills. He's wonderful because since he's six years old, he's been dribbling a basketball. Every time you would see Kobe Bryant being interviewed with Chick Hearn, one day Chick Hearn said, I never see you without holding a basketball. Kobe said, that's right. That's what I like to hold in my hand to make it an extension of my hand. Listen to Red Auerbach actually saying this to Pete Maravich. Now, Pete, when did you start all this? It comes out of a system I started around six or seven years of age, what we call homework basketball, and takes in reaction drills, quickness drills to improve your quickness, your coordination, your confidence, and your overall ability to handle a basketball. Well, actually, don't you get the feeling that when you're doing these things, the ball becomes sort of an extension of your hand. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt uh, when I was growing up. I dribbled so much, so many different ways. Uh, 
learning new types of drills to dribble with one ball, with two balls, and so forth, that uh, I never really had to look at the basketball when I dribbled it, which improved my game from a great standpoint. Listen to how he dribbles two basketballs at the same time as a drill. Uh, another one, a very good quickness drill that I haven't really done that much, Coach, except in the summertime, <laughs> but the object is to put the ball behind your knees. Here we go. How about a couple more, Pete? Well, I can take two balls and show a sh short drill, which is just a short figure eight drill, using two basketballs. What we call in rhythm and out rhythm, then going around. It's like a drum. It's like beating a drum in a band. This really increases your ability to handle basketball. Now, when you see a loose ball, and that ball is a couple inches from the ground, don't you feel real superior to the next guy, knowing that you could start a dribble from that low position. Exactly. I love what he says, real superior. I'm from New York. The word water and superior doesn't have an R on the end of the word. But only Red Auerbach can make the R disappear when the word is real. Somehow he misses, he doesn't even say the R word when he says the word real. That's incredible. What an accent. Because he's from Brooklyn. I'm from Queens. We speak a little bit better than people from Brooklyn. But you want to know how great Pete Maravich was. How great does your talent get as a surgeon, as a pizza maker, as a singer, when you become at one with your craft? Listen to Bill Walton tell some stories about Pete Maravich, who he knew very well and he was friends with. This will amaze you because when Pete Maravich played in college, there was no three-point line. There was no shot clock. Pete Maravich, to this day, he holds the record for scoring the most points as a college student, and there was no three-point line and no shot clock. But listen to Bill Walton talk about the great Pete Maravich, who made the ball an extension of his hand. I can remember when Pete got traded from Atlanta, where he started his career, over to New Orleans when the team went down there in his expansion team. And, 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 and they had never won a game. They were 0-14, and they were like the worst team in the league. And Otto Moore was the center, and he couldn't do anything. But Pete was just lighting them up. And the Portland Trailblazers, we go in there. We had, we, we had a team, and it was not the championship team, but we had a good enough team. And we were pounding them early, way up at halftime. And Pete, in the second half, just takes over. And he goes absolutely wild. He's playing one against five, and he's up and down the court, shooting jumpers, hooks, full court behind the back passes, through guys' legs. He's just everything. And at the very last play of the game, we're up one, and Pete dribbles up. Four of our guys go chase him because they know he's not going to pass it, and he's falling out of bounds, and he shoots it as he's tumbling over the row of fans in the corner. Literally. And I am standing underneath the basket waiting for the last rebound of the game. We're going to win the game, and they're not going to win a game ever, the New Orleans Jazz. And the ball swishes perfectly through the net. He was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. And finally, from Bill Walton talking about Pete Maravich. When you master your craft, I don't care what it is, that it becomes an extension of you. Amazing about Pete, 44 points per game, career for three straight years in an era with no three-point line. Dale Brown, who coached at LSU after Press and Pete were there, Dale Brown went back and charted all the games with the, with the running score, you know, Maravich free throw, Maravich 22-foot jumper, Maravich layup, and he calculated that with the current college three-point rule at 19-9, Pete Maravich would have averaged 
13 three-point makes per game, which would have given him a career average of 57 points mm. per game under today's rules. That guy is unbelievable. We love him. We miss him terribly. What a great friend. What a great human being. Today's show is about putting the time in. Whatever you do for a living. I know millennials are listening to this show and everybody wants to have four different professions and move from job to job. No. Everybody listening who's older who can't wait to retire. No. I'm a surgeon. I don't want to retire. Ever. Because there's a beauty to legacy, to longevity. There's a secret at the end of the rainbow. You actually get to be at one with your craft. You do it 10,000 times, 20,000 times. Yesterday in the operating room, I saw an OBGYN anesthesiologist friend of mine, Mark Zakowski, who helped deliver my grandson, who's doing great, years ago. I said, Mark, how many babies were you involved with as an anesthesiologist in deliveries? He said, 30,000. Can you imagine? 30,000 kids. He's the anesthesiologist while the, the woman's in labor having the baby. He has a whole different kind of life when his craft becomes an extension of himself. Anti-aging? No. I want to age. Retire? No. Find something that you love to do. Trust me, you'll never work a day in your life. Coming up next, I want you to hear the most beautiful story about becoming at one with your craft in the world of art, the world of music. You will not believe the story of one of the greatest, Ella Fitzgerald. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Holy emoji, clap man. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Holy slip disc. That's right, Robin. Hear listeners talk about their aches and pains. Holy hamstrings. Along with Doc's clapper vision. Breathe deeply. And advice to callers. On your toes, Robin. So like, follow, and enjoy. A wise decision. The Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Frankly, I can think of nothing more stimulating. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is Keyshawn in the morning. My man, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show starts your Saturday morning. Join the doc from 7 to 9 a.m. But don't miss my show, Monday morning on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. You're not going to leave me alone, are you? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The Grand Poobah, the Big Kahuna. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Is that clocks? Beach House. The great Zach El Caldi teaching me about music. The bumper music. I love it. Wait till I tell you where the best calzone is in Los Angeles. You look at your hand, it becomes an extension of your hand. It's like biting your finger. Your hand, the palm of your hand. Particularly after you dip it into that marinara sauce. I might as well tell you now. I don't need... Nah, I'm going to tell you later. God, is it good. You'll see a picture of it on Twitter if you go on Twitter. Today's topic is a fascinating one to me because it speaks to me. It speaks to me as a guy who makes a living using his hands. Not that many people do that anymore. There aren't a lot of farmers. There aren't a lot of carpenters and electricians and plumbers. Everybody's going to be a hedge fund person. They don't work with their hands anymore. To make a living with your hands and your head as a surgeon is awesome. To be at one with my craft, the tools that I use, there's a great general surgeon at Cedars. If you need a, your hernia done or any type of general surgery, Neil Joshi. And he loves using the Da Vinci, which is a robotic navigation arm where he sits at one end of the operating room and the chopsticks are in the patient and he can make these arms move as though they're his own. He is at one with that robot. I don't like the robot in orthopedic surgery, but in general surgery where you got to get deep into the bowel, your fingers don't even fit. It's awesome. Taking your prostate out, yeah, it's better to have that tool. In orthopedics, your knee joint's big. I can see it. I can work with it. I can feel the ligaments. My preference is not to use it, but that's because I'm an artist. But becoming at one with your craft takes time. You're not born that way. Kobe Bryant was born with talent, but he was the hardest working guy. Same thing for Tiger Woods. Same thing for Michael Jordan. They're the greatest, not because they were born that way. They were born with a gift, but they also worked the hardest at it. Hell yeah. And that is why they're so special. Same thing for Pete Maravich. And same thing for this lady. Oh, just listen to her sing a regular song, Ella Fitzgerald. I've got you under my skin. I've got you. As if that isn't beautiful enough. But this is what she did that really changed the world of jazz, which is saying, forget words. I'm not going to use words. I'm going to pretend my voice is like Dizzy Gillespie's horn, like Louis Armstrong's horn, and go up and down rhythmically like Pete Maravich, that sound he made dribbling the basketball. That music is called scat, when you sing without words, when you mimic what the horn sounds like. And she changed the world with bebop, a form of jazz and did not literally no pun intended miss a beat 
Her career even exploded further. She was not threatened by the change in music. But how did it all start? Her father dies when she's one years old. Her mother dies when she's 15. She got nobody. They put her in an orphanage. She don't want to be in that awful orphanage in upstate New York. Escapes and winds up back on the streets in Harlem. Running numbers as a lookout for a brothel. She did all kinds of stuff. Whatever you got to do. Dancing on the street, though, is what she was really good at. So her friend said, you should go out for that amateur night. Well, I'll let them tell the story. Although in the eye of Harlem's jazz hurricane, Ella was homeless, sleeping on the street. For money, she'd sing and dance on corners. I like to dance with people because everybody thought I was a good dancer. I got the chance to get a little more money from what I was making, which was nothing at that time. Ten cents a dance. That's what they pay me. Hmm. But listen to what happens next. Seeking a way out of street life, in November 1934, Ella was one of the hopefuls of the Harlem Apollo Amateur Night. I really went on to try to be a dancer. That's how I went on an amateur contest. But uh, when I got on the stage and I saw all these people, I lost my nerve. She was going to get on the stage and dance. And Ella was the first one that, was, that they called. And she got out on the stage and she was scared to death. Because she saw these other dancers waiting for their turn and going, they are way better than me. I ain't going to win doing that. And she panicked. She didn't know what to do. And somebody said, what are you going to do? What's she going to do? And she started singing. When his eyes say yes, and you're wrong in your guess, that's Judy, my Judy. That time I didn't even know one key from the other. I just Mm. sang. And I won first prize. Then I went back trying to win more amateur contests. You won first prize because you're Ella Fitzgerald. We were a dance act, but we happened to be an extraordinary dance act. But who was the band? The band was Chick Webb. He was the king of swing. He was mean. I had to dance in front of his drums, and he threatened me. You touch my drums, and you... To me, he was a general pain in the ass. But we found out why he was testy, because he was always in pain. Because he had tuberculosis in his spine, and he dives before he's 40 years old, Chick Webb, leaving Ella Fitzgerald without someone. Well, you'll hear the story. He's had tuberculosis of the spine since birth. But he obviously was exceedingly ambitious. He perhaps saw the addition of vocalists to his band as an avenue of expanding his domain to Eclipse being the best-known band at the Savoy Ballroom to one of the best-known bands, period. That's him playing the drums. One of the members of Chick's band, Bardu Ally, had heard about Ella. He heard Ella sing at that amateur night and said, hey, Chick Webb, you want to expand from just being a dance band to having a singer? I heard this young girl, a teenager, She's unbelievable. And she's standing in the wings with some boy shoes on, eating a hot dog. 
And I said, I says, uh, I heard you sing last week, and I told Mr. Webb about you. So I said, come on, I'm going to take you upstairs so he can hear you. So finally, when she sang, you could hear a pin drop in the room, because she sings just like a horn. Chick Webb hired Ella. She was unprepared for show business in every other sense, but being able to sing like that. She doesn't know notes. She doesn't know tunes. She doesn't know anything. But she's Ella Fitzgerald and that voice. But she was a teenager. She wasn't 20 years old yet. Sing me a swing song and let me dance. Very shy, but get on the stage and she she blossomed. Mr. Trombone, play some corn. I ain't caring what notes. Mr. Trumpet, grab a horn. Brother, give me hot notes. There was no such thing as her not winning over an audience. Bright and yellow. The lines got longer and longer waiting to get into the theater. Chick Webb realized, oh my God, I got something here. But the problem is Chick Webb has tuberculosis in his spine. We called it Potts, we call it Potts disease. When tuberculosis didn't have a cure, it just killed people and it killed Chick Webb. And in August 1939, he died. For Ella, who'd suffered so much loss in her life already, it was as though she'd been orphaned again. They had a very close bond thing there together, yeah. When he died, he told them, take care of Ella. The devil was in your heart, but heaven was in your eyes. The night that you told me those little white lies. But she now realizes she's going to have to change course to stay relevant. And then jazz was hit by this colossal musical revolution of the 1940s, the bebop revolution, of which the architects were, were uh, Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, Thelonious Monk. Uh, and this was almost willfully an attempt to make jazz more difficult than it had been before. Ella was in the right place at the right time. And when she toured with Dizzy Gillespie's group, it was a, a golden opportunity. She was musically sophisticated enough to understand how bop worked, but she could also take advantage of a quality in Gillespie that in a way had been a little like the quality of Chick Webb too, which was that Gillespie was an inspired showman. He sugared the pill of it. Ella soaked up everything she heard. She heard the horns and she became a horn. She extended her body to her craft. Pete Maravich made that basketball an extension of his hand. She made her voice a member of the band. The way she improvises, she has the knowledge of a horn player. She's like... She's like an instrument. She did it immensely. Oh, and she could go on forever and ever and ever and ever, scatting herself away with, with all the musicians on stage. She's taking a solo. She's one of the horns. You know, just something that Charlie Parker might, 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 might have dreamed of. At 8.15, we're going to learn from a guest calling in from Hawaii about how you can make these clubs, these Indian swinging clubs, an extension of your arms. Yeah, they're rehab. Yeah, they're therapy. But they're also spiritual. 
And that's what happens when you go out of your body and become at one with your craft, no matter what you do for a living. It's awesome. Coming up next, I want to take you into the operating room. Let's open the clinic. The number is 877-710-ESPN. What exactly happened to Derek Henry's foot? We'll do some clapper vision. 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip. Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. What experience have you had on the Popper Star? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I was a shoplifter for three years. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Look at me, I'm as helpless as a kitten up a tree, and I feel like I'm clinging to a cloud, I can't understand, I get misty, just holding your Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's what we do every Saturday. We hold your hand. Maybe not like Ella Fitzgerald, but I'm trying. Look at your hand right now. Palms up. There's that index finger, long finger, ring finger, pinky finger. But look carefully as your thumb now sweeps across your palm. Here's a clap revision for you. That windshield wiper in your car. You see how it sweeps across the windshield? Think of your windshield as that palm of your hand. That crossing the palm of the hand, the windshield wiper crossing the windshield, that's what make. By the way, I think Anthony Davis has a sprained thumb. Speaking of that. Clapper vision. If you go under the skin with me, into surgery to look at the anatomy of Anthony Davis's thumb, your thumb. He's the warrior. We're the weekend warriors, but God made us all the same, which is what's so much fun about taking care of professional athletes and taking care of weekend warriors. The anatomy's the same. How do you have a ball and socket joint at the base of the thumb that allows you to have that joystick, that windshield wiper hinge that can go across the palm of your hand? Because at the base of the thumb, there's one of the coolest bones in the body. And you know what it looks like? Talk about a clapper vision. It looks like the saddle that you sit on when you ride a horse. Your tush and your body is the metacarpal of your thumb. 
go sit on a saddle on a horse and realize, oh, I'm going to the left, I'm going to the right, I'm going forward, I'm going backwards. You move on that saddle in every possible direction. Primarily, you want to just go forward and back, but believe me, you get to go sideways a lot when you sit on that saddle. The base of the thumb, that bone, trapezius, looks just like a saddle. And when you sprain the ligament or even, God forbid, fracture it, we call it a Bennett's fracture. Who was the blonde guy who played at USC then played for the Green Bay Packers? What was his name? I remember he had a Bennett's fracture. Good-looking guy. What was his name? No, the other one. The one who was a walk-on at USC. And all the brothers and uncles and dads were linemen. He had long blonde hair. If you know the name, you'll call in, you'll tell me. I forgot. He played for with Aaron Rodgers, which I don't want to get into right now. But let's uh, let's... Let's open up the clinic. The lines are all lit up. I should stop talking right now, although I can talk for hours, as you can tell. Marrying the world of art, of sports, surgery, and certainly food. Don't forget, I have to tell you where the best calzone in L.A. is, because that's an extension of my hand, because it looks like my palm. Who do we got? Zach, who do you want to take first? Well, let's go to Robert in Hollywood. You've been waiting the longest. We'll take you first. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us, Robert. How can I help you? Well, bless you, sir. I do appreciate you. Oh, thank um, you. How young are you? What do you do for a living? I work with the uh, ponies, racehorses. Get out of here. So you know what a saddle's like. You know what it's how unstable it can be, how much movement a rider gets when they sit on top of their saddle. They can go in every direction. Well, if the rider, their tush, their lower back, their shoulders, their head, that's the metacarpal of your thumb the movement you get, that bone that's at the base of your thumb looks just like that saddle. That's amazing. So, how young are you? Great analogy. Uh, meanwhile, 14 months ago, the height of the pandemic, yes. I fell off my bicycle. Uh, what a fall. However, I landed on my left shoulder flush mm. to the asphalt. Mm. And when I recovered from the immediate shock, the pain was so excruciating, mm. uh, and it lasted up until this time where, as of this conversation, I have like 95-plus percent uh, recovery uh, with my range of motion. Robert, how old are you? Uh, I'll be 72 next month. So let me tell you what happened to your shoulder. When you fell, you injured and tore the rotator cuff muscle in your shoulder. You didn't rip it off the bone because you got movement, full movement in your arm, correct? Yes, sir. But what you did was, the reason it was so painful was bleeding occurred when you rip the muscle, rip the tendon. And that bleeding causes that locked-in space between the upper arm and the acromion, there's, it's a fixed space. It's why, for example, you get smacked in the head, you blow a pupil, and you die because you bleed into your brain, but the skull is made of bone. It, it doesn't allow the brain to expand. So you die from that head injury. Well, that fixed bony space 
is between your acromion, which you could feel if you feel the tip of your shoulder, and your arm bone, the proximal humerus down below. What's living in there is a tendon, a muscle that moves your arm around, the rotator cuff. Well, if it starts to get blood in it and expand from an injury, it can't move. And it's painful because there's a fig- it can't expand because there's bone below it and bone above it. And that would made you miserable. But guess what happened? Over a period of time, your body resorbed that bleeding that occurred inside the muscle. And it took this long, and now all of a sudden, the muscle is skinny again. It's thin enough to fit beautifully without any kind of banging into the bone below the humeral head, the bone above the acromion, and now, of now you have no more pain. By the way, you're the only person I've ever talked to who actually pronounces asphalt as asphalt. God bless you. That's fantastic. I didn't know there was an H in the word asphalt. Where they have asphalt. (laughs) Listen, it's no fault of my own that they have asphalt in Chicago. Just kidding. Anyway, Robert, you don't need an MRI. You don't need an x ray. You don't need a cortisone shot. And the best part, you don't need a doctor because you feel fine. Leave yourself alone. One more question, doctor. Can I uh, resume doing my uh, inverted push-ups? And you're 70 years old. You want to do inverted push-ups? How would you like to come faster to my office when you do crazy things? Leave yourself alone. Enjoy your life. Play pool. Do something nice. Inverted push-ups I don't think you need to do. But here's the, the real answer, all kidding aside. If it doesn't hurt, go for it. You know what I mean? When it when it's painful, your body will tell you it don't like it. You should stop. This whole idea of no pain, no gain, forget about it. If it hurts, Robert, I need you to stop. Now, listen, Robert, you're a total stranger to me. I never met you. Look at what I'm doing for you. I want you today to find a total stranger. You go do something nice for them. That's how you be thanking me, okay? I certainly will have that on top of my coconut, doctor. Okay. Thank you so very much. God bless you, and go get a calzone at Village Pizza. That's going to be the place that you'll get. Tell Steve I sent you from the Weekend Warrior Show. You'll have the greatest thing in your mouth today that you've ever had. Thanks so much for calling. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll take some more calls. The lines are all lit up. Zach is uh, banging on the window, so i got to take a break. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Get smart. Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar Sinai, head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Hey, Sedano, you know there's no better way to start your Saturday than when my guy, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. You know who the biggest fan of this show is? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Me! Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers.
I love you, Ella Fitzgerald. That's what I love. Ah, welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Learning about her beautiful life. Completely a self-made woman. So special. The rhythm. Not using words. Singing in scat. Making her voice sound like the trumpet. She learned it from Louis Armstrong, who you're hearing with her right there. But to some extent, when you become at one with your craft, like Pete Maravich does with a basketball, listen to the rhythm of him dribbling a basketball. It sounds like a drum in Ella Fitzgerald's band. Oh, my God. That's Pete Maravich dribbling a basketball. And when you watch a surgeon who's done it for 32 years hold a forcep to do a surgery, I was trained by the best in the business. Dr. Ranawat, who invented the knee replacement. Frank Job, who changed the world of sports medicine. These were my teachers. And you watch how they would hold their tools And I would sit there and I'd go, I want to be just like these guys. I just want to do it. But you can't, you can't see it on a Monday and wake up on Tuesday and go, I'm Frank Job or I'm Dr. Ranawat. It doesn't happen that way. You got to put the time in. You got to be up all night doing trauma cases and learning how to make those tools an extension of your hand. And then when you turn 64 like I am, it's just like when Pete Maravich says, at this point, I don't even need to look at my hand. I know where the basketball is without it. Go watch Maradona, the soccer player. He closes his eyes. He can catch the, the soccer ball on his foot. You go, how can he do that? He's blindfolded. You become at one with your craft. It's awesome when that happens. All right, the lines are all lit up. I better do some clapper vision. Let's go to Mike in L.A. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey, Dr. Clapper, two things. First of all, I love the show. Listen to it with my kids. Thank you. We're off going to AAU basketball games, et cetera. Thank so you. It's fascinating to listen to you, and, and they're learning a lot as well. Thank you. Um, so, Dr. Clapper, L4, L5, S1, yes. degenerative disc, mm. um, don't want to have back surgery. Good. What other recommendations can you make? Also, I have no more cartilage left on my knees from 30 years of playing basketball overseas and playing in college. Mm-hmm. What can I do to get better? Question A. And question B is, yesterday at practice, my daughter jump-stopped, felt a crack in the back left-hand portion of her leg, we haven't gone to get anything done yet, but do you have any recommendations? How young's Thank your you daughter? Forget about you. How young's your daughter? 17. Hmm. She's probably skeletally mature. Uh, but you know who she would enjoy seeing? And I've had her as a guest on my show. Uh, she is a pediatric orthopedic surgeon, and it's a woman. And I think your daughter would feel very comfortable in her hands um, her name is Natasha Trentacosta. She's at Cedars. That would be a great person for your daughter to see. 
because she's still potentially skeletally immature, but that's a perfect person. And, and it's really great when a young girl gets to meet as an inspiring person in their life, uh, a woman who became an orthopedic surgeon. So I think that would be a great match for me to hook those two folks up. If she ends up getting an MRI and, and it's confusing, then you have my permission and Zach's listening right now. You get to the front of the line. If you got an MRI of your daughter's leg, if they end up doing one and you're confused, you better call here and I'll help you with some clap revision. How's that? Fantastic. Now, really as far as you, Dr. now now that we took care of the important one in the family, your daughter, now I'm going to take of care course. of you. So the degenerative disc, how young are you, by the way? I'm 52 years young. Okay, so at 52... The idea of a disc bulge is different than when you're 22 because one of the blessings of getting older, even though your knee no longer has cartilage and it's bone on bone, the nice thing about being 52 with a back problem is the fact that you dried out. You're not a 22-year-old with a juicy disc that can really bulge to be 10 millimeters and be a mess. Your degenerative disc, it's dried out, is now the problem, not necessarily this. So you have osteophytes, you have spurs, you have degeneration. And we're not running a surgery. I'm not letting anybody give you an epidural or any cortisone or any cockamamie stem cells or other stuff. Stay, be holistic. But you got to make sure you're not carrying more weight in the front of your body, meaning being fat. So you got to stop eating wheat. There's a book called Wheat Belly which is teaching us that wheat is not only something that allows us to gain weight, but it is an inflammatory uh, agent, which makes things worse for your lower back. Core strengthening. Yes, I love Pilates. I love yoga. But the greatest thing that you can do at this point in your life is fall in love with the swimming pool and exercising your back. And I don't mean just swimming. But exercising your lower back. There's a book I wrote with Lindy Yui called Heal Your Hips. She's a master at exercising in the pool. The buoyancy of the water, the resistance on the muscle, the proprioception of the water touching your skin. You don't have to do it every day, and it is inconvenient to get to a pool. Too bad. You got to. Because if you want to avoid back surgery and knee surgery, three days a week, half an hour, you got to figure out how to get in the pool Belly button high water to walk forwards and then backwards. You ain't going to be better in a week or two. I promise you this. If you do what I say, a month of water exercises, a month, that's all I'm asking, three days a week, half an hour forwards, don't turn around, then walk backwards, you are going to find that for the first time in years, your knee and your back starts to feel better. On the days that you don't do the pool, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, for example, if you're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the pool, you should ride a stationary bike. And I don't mean go to the gym. I mean buy yourself a birthday present. And you don't need a Peloton for thousands of dollars. Buy yourself a Schwinn spinning bike. Nothing nothing expensive. But you got to have it in your house. Because I can already tell you're a hardworking guy and you're a family man. You got a lot of obligations. You don't have time to go to the gym. But if the stationary bike is in your house after a long day at work or early in the morning before you go to work, it's in your house. You can be in your pajamas. You can put the half an hour in on the days you don't do the pool, and that's how you will live happily ever after with the altacocaritis, which is the arthritis you're getting because you're living longer, which we love. So that's my best advice for you. Be holistic. No shots, no pills, and no surgery. Okay? Clapper vision.
Perfect. Thank you so much, doctor. God bless you. You're a total stranger to me. I want you to find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. God bless you. Thank you. Do it every day myself, but I appreciate it. All right, young man. Nice to talk to you, and good luck to your daughter. All right, Warriors. Let's take another call. We got time. Who do we got? Chad in Newport Beach. I'm going to take you. Everybody else is going to have to wait. Good to talk to you, Chad. Thanks for calling in. How can I help you? Oh, Dr. Clapper, what a pleasure. Wow, this is, uh, <laughs> this is unreal. This is unreal. How young are you? What do you yeah. do for a living? I am uh, 37 years young. Um, I, lo- oh. I love how you ask that. How young are you? Because that's, that's the same thing I do. How young are you? How old are you? How young are you? I love it. I love it. Uh, hey, listen, Chad, the only thing you can control in your life, you can't control anything. The sun's coming up. Sun's going down. What you, the people around you say and do, you can't, you can't. There's only one thing in your life that you can, can control. Just it. Just one. And that is your own attitude. That's it. So if you meet someone go, how young are you? You already made the whole vibe beautiful, right? Who cares how old you are? Yeah, I want to know how yeah. young you are. Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, as I'm on my way to a basketball tournament as an official weekend warrior, um, <laughs> knowing knowing my days are numbered on the basketball court, so I've pivoted to the golf course uh, uh-huh. more, more more recently. Good. But with that said, uh, my past life is uh, as, as a certified athletic trainer, um, hey. and I worked. Do you know uh, Do you know Jason Powell, the director of performance with the Los Angeles Clippers? Uh, I know of him, but I don't know if I've ever shook his hand. But I, the trainers are, I mean, Gary Vitti's a good friend of mine. Uh, Stan Conti from the Dodgers, Gary Vitti with the Lakers. I mean, it's a nice small club to be a member of where you're taking care of such elite athletes, and he's in that group. Yes. Got it, got it. I was just curious because uh, so that was my past life. I, mean, I don't, I don't we need to get too deep into my, my day-to-day life today. As, a, as as someone that consults uh, with CFOs, mm-hmm. but my, uh, my my thing is, I you know I worked with the Clippers, I worked with the 49ers in the in the sports medicine realm, our uh, men's and women's USA national volleyball teams. So it was pretty cool to watch a bunch of guys that I worked with uh, in the Olympics in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the purpose of my call was a just to show appreciation for what you do for the community, and uh, B, I'm actually uh, seeking advice on a, a thing that's going on from my shoulder mm-hmm. down to my leg. And I believe it's correlated, but I wanted to get an expert piece of advice on, uh, on what to do. So my left shoulder wings. So when mm-hmm. I internally rotate and I reach my left arm of my back, my scapula pokes out significantly versus when I do that on my right side, it does not. So that's neurologic. And, and that, that muscle that holds your shoulder blade your, there's 17 different muscles that attach to your shoulder blade the one that actually keeps it close to the rib cage is called the serratus anterior muscle and so you you can see people for example i'll see people who are backpackers and they will you know be strong and fit and then they'll end up with winging of the scapula because the strap of the backpack pressed on the nerve that feeds serratus anterior and knocks the nerve out temporarily but that's a neurologic thing. You need to have that checked out. That is not, it looks like a muscle, but there ain't nothing the matter with your serratus anterior. There's something the matter with the nerve that's going to your serratus anterior. And you are totally right, because if you now have 
lower extremity problems on the same side, then you absolute your next chess move, right? After we hang up, it's Saturday. You don't have to do it today, but you can do this on Monday. Young man, you need to, and this is my advice to you, you need to visit with a neurologist, not an orthopedic surgeon. I need you to meet with a neurologist. And my favorite, he's, he's at Cedars, his name is Stephen Sykes, S-Y-K-E-S. But if it's too far to travel from Newport, just find yourself a really good neurologist. That's where your first move has to be. You need a nerve conduction EMG. You probably need an MRI. But that's where the workup starts is with a neurologist. All right, Chad? Don't let them give you pills or shots or suggest surgery. or Your shoulder issue ain't coming structurally from the ligaments and tendons. It's coming first. You need to figure out what's up neurologically. All right? Correct, correct. Yeah, so so I was my my main question is is there any correlation yes. to the neurological yes. conduction down to the leg? Yes. Because I'm right handed and I'm left so I kick with my left foot and so I'm left legged, so to speak, and I jump off my left leg, but my left leg is weaker yes, than Chad. my right leg. Since I'm, I'm telling you single since, leg. Right. Since I'm telling you it's a neurologic thing, upper extremity, God forbid this uh, and I'm not here to make you be nervous, but you know, usually it's not. Usually upper and lower extremity, they live in different worlds. You know, it's Japan versus America. You know, it's two different continents. But they actually are the same planet Earth when you're talking about something in the spinal cord. And listen, I'm hoping they'll tell you and me that, nope, everything's fine. Great. That's what I wish for you. That's what I pray for you. But right now, no, you need to go get it checked out. Information empowers us. This is what you do with CFOs. You give them information. I'm giving you information. Go get a nerve evaluation with a neurologist. That's where step one is before we start looking at your shoulder. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Clapper. Appreciate your help. All, All right. Uh, God bless you. Keep in touch. Love, love, love it. Okay, young yeah, man. You, go find a total stranger today. Do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me. Yeah. All right. Always, always. God bless you. All right, Warriors. Time for some stories. Some stories about today's topic because at 815, we're going to be blessed with a phone call from Hawaii. The great Jack Gillen's going to talk about Indian swinging clubs, making those clubs an extension of your body. Well, who did it in sports, in art, and in pizza? A calzone. We'll get into that coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Give me a little kiss with dreams till It's good to be king. Right, King James? Absolutely. And good to be courtly friends on the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. I love it. Be treated like medical royalty with Clapper Vision. Feast like a monarch on Doc's delectable finds. There we go. And that Hi, far friend. rockaway jester humor. <laughs> Search Weekend Warrior and click on Doc's regal picture. Cool. <laughs> Sound the trumpets. No cortisone, alchemy, or leeches here. Everything's good. Bow, curtsy, like, or follow the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. That makes me happy. Cheers.